Welcome back to the Encouragement from Women podcast, where we seek to be an encouragement through practical application of scripture. I'm your host, Haley Shoemaker. Today, we are speaking with Marilyn Rhodes. Marilyn and her husband, Brad, founded Grace Marriage in 2015 to help churches and couples prioritize marriage. Marilyn holds a master's in social work and worked at Counseling Associates before choosing to stay at home with their five children. And now where they live in Owensboro, Kentucky, is where they now are in full-time ministry. Marilyn and Brad have written The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel and Intentionality Can Transform Your Marriage. Uh, so that is going to be our topic today is, is a grace-filled marriage. And we're going to be speaking to Marilyn today about how her own experiences in her marriage have developed and how God has transformed their relationship and, and exactly, specifically, how grace is very um, much at the center and the core of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you would like more, more information on this, or if you would like to look at get, purchasing the book yourself, be sure to look in the show notes. You can find links to all of the, um, the materials and connect with Marilyn and her husband there. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Uh, Marilyn, welcome to the Encouragement from Women podcast. I'm so excited uh-huh. to have you on today and to get into this conversation. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a it's a gift to get to be here. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, Marilyn, to begin with, I've already mentioned it. Uh, the book that we're kind of uh, focusing on and the concept is your book with that you wrote with your husband, The Grace Marriage. Uh, and can you speak to that a little bit about uh, what led you to write this book and and what's what makes it different? Because there's a lot of marriage books out there. What makes mm-hmm. this book unique? Okay, so what led us to write this book was we were two really messed up people that came to marriage with really wrong perspectives and from both of us. And God transformed our relationship and the gospel and grace applied to our marriage completely took us from a train wreck to a stable place. So it's really our story. It's our testimony. And then we get into in the book, a grace-based marriage versus a performance-based marriage, which is a lot of what we were doing. And we can even talk a little about that, but then we go into specifically, okay, what does this look like in the day-to-day grace and communication, grace and sex, grace and conflict, grace and crisis. So different Mm -hmm. chapters talk about how do we how do we infuse this into every part of our relationship? And then the intentionality piece of how, how can we be intentional to love each other well in our marriage? So that's really the things that we address in the book. And mm-hmm. what um, encouraged us to write this book is we've been working in our ministry, like you had mentioned, where Grace Marriage is something we founded back in 2015. And we have been equipping the local church to have a proactive wellness approach to help couples understand the grace of Christ applied to their marriage and how to make time and be intentional. And we just saw marriages being transformed and people were telling us we never had this picture in our head. We just didn't realize we were in a performance-based marriage. And when Mm -hmm. they got this, it completely changed things. And we just wanted to get this message, not only through churches, but we wanted to get this message to the masses. So we, we wrote the book so we could get it into the hands of people through just other platforms as well. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. So excellent. I love the concept of thinking about, cause I feel like in life and, and especially in our culture, kind of everything is very much focused on performance and, and how you, 
to what level you can perform and how well you can do things. And Absolutely. marriage definitely falls right in line with that. And we kind of mm-hmm. come into marriage with a skewed view of what marriage should be and what it should look like. Mm-hmm. And so to point that out, I think it's very intuitive to uh, realize that that's probably the comparison of what a worldly marriage would be, would be mm-hmm. performance-based, but then yes. how a Christian marriage should be. And, and following the example of Christ in right. having grace for each other and loving others um, to the point of not expecting anything in mm-hmm. return personally. I right. love that concept that you have there mm-hmm. with those points. Um, so you mentioned that what led you to writing the book was a little bit, it's, it's your testimony. Mm-hmm. And so uh, your own story is woven throughout the book mm-hmm. and how your marriage to begin with was um, the, the courtship and engagement was one thing. And then you got married and something was completely different and it looked different in your relationship uh, needed some work. Can you speak to a little bit about how your personal relationship with your husband has morphed and changed and grown over the years as you have personally developed and applied this um, concept of a grace-based marriage? Okay. So when we were first married, I came to marriage with all these expectations of what I wanted from marriage, from what I wanted from Brad, what I all the ideas that I've grown up with all these years. And he came to marriage with not very many expectations. And we immediately started to fight. And I was at that time, I was in graduate school getting my counseling degree. And I was thinking, if I don't tell him all these things that he's doing that hurt me, then we're going to get in these bad patterns and he won't know. So So that was one of my first mistakes is I was telling him, everything. Like, if you loved me, you wouldn't do this. And he was messy and I was neat. And we bring our, our different backgrounds and he was starting a law practice and he was focused on that. And I'm, I was wanting him to be focused on me. And so I was sensitive and he's not so sensitive. So we were literally fighting all the time. We had our first fight leaving from our wedding reception. So I'm idealistic in thinking by nature. So I just expected it to be easy. And I think that's a trap we often fall into is that Mm -hmm. marriage should be easy. And Mm -hmm. if it's not, something's wrong, Right. but everything important to us in life takes work. We know we've got to work at our job. We know Mm -hmm. we've got to work in parenting, but it just shouldn't be that way. So we started out in just this horrible place where I was crying all the time. If you loved me, you, you would help me around the house. You would want to spend time with me. We were, he was huge into sports. I grew up in a family, not into sports at all. And I remember one time we were, he was building a law practice. So we joined a bowling league. So he, and so we're went to this bowling event and I'm miserable bowling and I'm a terrible bowler and we leave there and it's raining outside and we're on our way home and there's a football game going on. We're in a new town and this is a high school football game. And he said, do you want to go to the football game? And I was like, it's raining outside and we don't even know anybody in this town. Yeah, These are high school. Yeah. No, I don't want to go to a football game. And he was like, okay, well, he dropped me off at the house and went back and sat in the rain and watched a high school football game. And when I was in graduate school, he would I would work on a paper. He would have the radio go and listen to football and then watching sports. So we were, he was doing everything he could to watch sports. And I was fighting with him getting not to watch sports. So it was just, it was just a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And about a year in to our marriage, I just, I was so broken. I was so upset with marriage and dismayed. And it was not what I thought it was going to be. And I was a believer. So I had gone from this, 
I'm pretty steady by nature, even in my personality, but I was on this spell of just crying at least once a week. And, and I was just crying out to the Lord. And then I just felt so convicted. I'm your hope, not Brad. And you've put Mm -hmm. him in my place and Mm -hmm. I'm where your joy's found. And I felt so convicted that all I had been doing was looking at what I wanted him to do for me, Mm -hmm. not what God was calling me to do and what he was calling me to as a wife and bring into the marriage. So I even went to Brad and I said, look, I'm sorry. I've put you in the place of God. And and you can't fill those shoes and you can't be my soul satisfaction. And I'm sorry. And so I'm going to love you the way I feel called to love you. And I'm going to quit because I really was that person that was just on his every, on his every nerve. And our marriage in that moment went from just a roller coaster to a stable place. And that's when God began to work on both of our hearts. And I just started praying, Lord, okay, what are you calling me to? Because we just so naturally come at marriage thinking, what can I get from it? Mm -hmm. What's he going to do for me? And it's, how's it going to be? So that was the first place of God really beginning to work on our hearts. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was huge. And then we hear those scriptures about how our marriages would be a picture of the gospel. But practically, we really don't understand what that looks like. But when you mm-hmm. get grace, you do realize, okay, so that verse, yeah, well, I was a sinner, Christ died for me. Okay, so, and what am I supposed to do is love my spouse like Christ loved me. Mm-hmm. So instead of a performance-based approach where Brad does something that hurts my feelings and I get offended and I distance myself or withdraw from him, I, instead, if he does something that hurts my feelings, instead of retreating or pulling away, I'm okay. Christ loved me while I was a sinner. So I'm going to move towards Brad rather than away from him. And it's, Mm -hmm. that's the difference between a performance based marriage and a grace based marriage. Now that does not mean that in environments where there's abuse or infidelity, that's not grace to say in circumstances, stay in circumstances like that. And we have a chapter in the book that talks about what grace is not even Mm -hmm. because that's important to note, but in the day to day things of life to um, it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. And it's, um, it's, it's laying down our life is where we find life. It's Mm -hmm. not in, it's losing our life is where we find it. Not in just trying to gain, which is what performance looks like in a marriage. Right. Right. Yeah. And talking about how performance you were talking to, uh, when you felt like your husband was being inconsiderate of your feelings and you got hurt and you wanted to withdraw and move Mm -hmm. back and move away. It's when you have the performance, you feel like your partner is not performing to the level that you're expecting. You feel you can have the feeling that, well, then I can lower my performance then. Yes, because if we're right. if we're on that level and scale, it almost becomes a competition of um, right. you're going to perform to this level. So I'm going to perform to this level. And if you're mm-hmm. not going to, well, then I'm not going to either. And that's right. definitely not what a Christ-like marriage right. is going to look like. And when you do that, you can struggle for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And that's what the enemy loves because if I get my feelings hurt and I withdraw from Brad and then he gets more distant from me and then you don't come together physically. Right. And then there's this huge chasm where when yeah. you get grace, we're still going to mess up because we're, we've got this flesh that we're still living in, but you can get over things so much faster. Like this mm-hmm. weekend we were working, we had a lot of things to do around the house and we were both tired and kids in from college and it's summertime and, we were both struggling this weekend, Mm -hmm. but this morning I got in the word and I got alone with the Lord. And that's the fuel to offer grace to your spouse. If you aren't going to the vine, you're not going to bear fruit in this. But if Mm -hmm. we're 
getting before the Lord. And then this morning we're both, we can laugh about it. You know, I can then today be okay, even though my feelings got a little hurt because we were grouchy trying to do too many things around the house. And <laughs> hey, you know, we're going to go on a date tonight. And grace covers that, you know, love right. covers a multitude of sins. And in the day-to-day things, and also in, you know, life's hard. You know, it just gets rough. And these are the moments where we want to love our spouse well, pity the man that falls and has no one to help him up. We want to mm-hmm. help each other up when we're struggling, not get offended at how it's impacting us when our spouse is struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Uh, you were talking about how uh, God began with to work in your own heart of mm-hmm. realizing that you were looking at marriage as what you could get out of marriage and and expecting uh this level of expectation and for your husband to meet those level of expectation Mm -hmm. that truly only God can meet. And when you had that realization, things dramatically changed for your marriage. Um, And I think that's something that's, I mean, of course, it's very easy to do that. I feel like, especially as women Uh to idolize marriage and our relationship with our husband and to allow it to take the place of God in our lives. Uh I think that's, that's, something that we can easily slip into. So I I love that you hit on that topic about um, making sure that you have your priorities lined up with God as your focus and, and not necessarily what your husband can do for you, but what you can do for your husband. I know one concept that uh, I have been studying for a little while and, and something that I actually read a book about it that just kind of blew my mind was the concept that uh, in marriage, it's not necessarily focused on bringing us happiness and making mm-hmm. us feel good in the relationship and, and everything is sunshine and rainbows. That's mm-hmm. not the way true life is. But as a mm-hmm. Christian, everything in our life is meant to make us more holy That's and right. to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what better way to put it than to have grace um, towards your husband as your um your standard and how you look at your marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if you're, if you're giving grace constantly, which can be difficult when, yes. when your toes get stepped on, cause it's going to happen. Everybody, yes. everybody does it. We're all human. <laughs> um, but looking at marriage, the marriage relationship with grace through the eyes of grace, and then how can you become more like Christ through the conflict, through the struggle? Um, mm-hmm. Those go for, hand in hand as far as, the the whole purpose of our relationship with our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you speak to a little bit more about uh, specifically in what ways God worked in your own heart? You kind of touched on a, a little bit about it. How mm-hmm. did God work in your own heart through your relationship with your husband and, and bring you to a point of realization and being able to put your priorities in place the way they should be? You know, that, after that first year of being so miserable, because I really just thought, is this the rest of my life? Is this how it's Mm going to be? And, and then it was almost, it was almost an audible voice that I heard from the Lord, like I'm your hope, not Brad. And so that was a huge turning point, but then it's still, it is, it's a daily battle because it's so easy for us to take offense and get our feelings hurt and want to respond in kind. And so a good gauge for me too, is when it starts, he's impacting my joy. When my feelings hurt and it can impact, okay, all right, I need to get alone with the Lord 
And that's what I did this morning. I had a quiet time with the Lord and it, it just gave me fresh eyes. I mean, that's how we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. And I just, it's something we've got to come back to daily, but the fuel to be able to do this in, in your relationship with your spouse is first your relationship with Christ, because mm-hmm. he's the greatest lover of our soul. And that's where our satisfaction comes from. And then you know, he came to give us life to the full. So this is how we have life is when we're learning how we can love and put that on display mm-hmm. when we're being treated well or not necessarily being treated well by our spouse. But people have said to us before, if I do this, is this going to give my spouse a license to just be a pain? And really it doesn't. When Brad and I got grace, it actually forward more quickly our sanctification because it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. If mm-hmm. Brad's harsh with me and I respond with kindness, I mean, he's much more likely to be convicted of what he said, mm-hmm. or the same with me. I know one afternoon I had had it and he came home and, and I just went off about how overwhelmed I was and with the kids and, and just, nobody helps me around the house. You're like a sixth kid. you know. And I was just going on and on. And he just, instead of responding, he grabbed one of our kids who was the hardest kid and uh, he knew <laughs> I'd had it and they went on a walk. And it just left me to deal with myself. And then when right. he came back, I'm like, will you, will you forgive me? I'm sorry. So it doesn't, it actually helps your spouse to a better spot. We think it does if we tell them everything we're doing, but that it was futile when I was doing that. And I was trying, I thought mm-hmm. I'm going to help him understand everything that I need. And sometimes I think how this is a little different because we do need to understand our preferences. And we talk about grace and communication, but for the most part, there are a lot of books out there that are more about a works-based approach or skills that you need to develop. But really the foundation, if it's, if the foundation is grace, then these other things come along and you mm-hmm. really can trust, you can entrust those things to the Lord. That's so good. I love that concept. And speaking about how you've, you've, you said it a couple of times about how when that time comes, when someone is feeling the urge to be testy and they they're uh, at the point of just being frustrated and they're going to let it show uh, in, in the marriage relationship, it's seems like it's going to be very difficult to extend that grace and to take a step forward. As you were mentioning, Mm -hmm. instead of pulling away, that first step feels like it's so difficult and it's going to be such a sacrifice on your part to Mm -hmm. make that move towards the individual that's being, prickly almost and, yes. and not wanting uh, just just in mm-hmm. a way that's a, an attack type of um, uh, attitude and emotion. Mm-hmm. And it it can be hard, but I've, I've always found in my own relationship that taking that first step, it may seem hard, but honestly, once you take that first step towards your partner, it, all of those feelings of um, putting up a wall and and moving away and feelings of hurt and pain, they kind of just melt away and you they find really your, yourself in a place of compassion and love for your partner, which is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that concept of making sure that you're moving towards them and and being able to remove yourself from the heat of the emotions and mm-hmm. see that there's not, they're not necessarily, maybe not even necessarily frustrated at you. That's right. Um, there's a lot of other aspects in life that bring frustration and it can just be projected 
more often than not, it's going to be projected on the partner because that's, that's right. It's the easy that's you have that close relationship. You share everything. And so you're going to see all of it, the good and the very, very bad. That's right. Um, and you're right. It's harder to take that first step, but really like once you said, once you do, it does melt away and mm-hmm. it's actually harder to not take the first step because then you end up frustrated and hurting for such longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. It's really true. Yes. And like you said, it is, um, and this is our growth and holiness. Like you said that, I think Gary Thomas, I think it's, that's one of my favorite he talks about in sacred marriage. What if marriage were created yes. makes holy rather than happy. And yes. it's, and it is, and I, and it's something that helps me too, is if you go to um, the scriptures and just some of those scriptures that help you just, I've even said that before when we've started a date and Brad's hurt my feelings. Okay. My battles aren't against flesh and blood. They're not against Brad. Like the enemy would love nothing more than for us mm-hmm. to have a horrible okay. date to be against each other. So I'm not going to let him win here. Mm-hmm. And, and so and, and you just have to go to the cross while we were enemies of God. He, he pursued us and he reconciled himself to us. And we mm-hmm. are called to do this in marriage and it really does put it on display. Excellent points. I love what you said there. Um, that, that just, it says it so beautifully of, of the picture of what it should be. And you were talking about how, um, uh, you've mentioned it several times about a performance-based versus a grace-based marriage. Um, and I want to touch on contrasting those a little bit more here in a minute. And you were speaking about how uh, that we were talking about how moving closer and and that it's not a battle against your partner. It's, it's truly, right. it's a battle against um, our enemy, which is Satan. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that we are partners on a team and, mm-hmm. and the actions of our partner it's it's not necessarily against us, but our our enemy is wanting to use those actions to drive a wedge in our relationship because he would like nothing more than to pull us apart and to not have right. the clear picture that God has set up within marriage. Um, and something that has definitely it, it it hit me just a few days ago uh, when my husband and I were having uh, uh, not necessarily an argument, but a time where it was. Um, emotions might've been a little heightened than normal. And God just kind of slapped me in the face with, you know, as a Christian, you're supposed to turn the other cheek. That's what I've said. That applies in your marriage relationship too. And Mm -hmm. that goes right along with grace. If you're going to turn the other cheek as Christ exemplified, then that's exactly the action of grace as far as not coming back at statements and arguments and frustration with the same emotion, but rather extending grace, turning that other cheek and just willingly accepting, okay, that's where you're at. I'm going to give you grace and I'm going to maintain um, a a right spirit before the Lord. And, and that, it, I believe what you've kind of um, talked on a good bit about how that is what a grace-based marriage looks like. And can you, so can you contrast a little bit more for us uh, how a performance-based marriage is going to differ from that? Okay. So one way it differs is when things are going well, you might be doing well. Like sometimes you might go to a even a weekend away together and you feel fueled or you go to a retreat and you feel great and you're doing well for a little while. And then it falls off because mm-hmm. life hits or we get busy. And another piece that we hit on in the book too is, is the intentional piece because, you know, Christ pursued us and life squeezes out the marriage. I think another 
lie that we buy into is that we know everything else needs work, but we think marriage should just be okay without work. And Mm -hmm. that's not true. It needs attention to thrive and our marriages need attention to thrive, but we're in a world that is um, child centered and work centered. And so the marriage gets squeezed out and, and our marriages kind of answering your question a couple of ways too. Our marriages are, it's so much bigger than just our marriage. That's something that also helps me in the moment too, is it's not just about my relationship with Brad. It's if we have a gospel centered marriage and we have a good marriage and people see that it's going to help others. That's actually how we got into marriage ministry because we worked Mm -hmm. with youth and a couple of kids in the youth group said, well, you do our premarital counseling because we want a marriage that looks like yours and not that ours is perfect because we mess up all the time. We just had this weekend. But when we have marriages that are gospel centered, they are beautiful and they're magnetic. And we're in a world where marriage yeah. doesn't look beautiful. So it does. It's um, in a performance based. One of the things that I was touching on earlier is you get mad at your spouse, you stay mad. But in a grace space. So let's say Brad hurts my feelings and I'm I'm definitely sensitive by nature. I don't I don't want to come together physically with him. But a grace-based marriage, there are times where I know that can be the most gospel-centered thing, grace-filled thing I can do right now is like my feelings have been hurt. Um, I want to touch again and say again, this is not where there's been abuse or Mm -hmm. anything like that. But um, in the moments where your feelings are hurt or someone hasn't been thoughtful and and I move towards Brad and I pursue him even intimately, that is so healing to our relationship. Mm-hmm. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's counterintuitive, but it's one of the best things we can do. So mm-hmm. it's actually our, our natural default is performance base. If Brad's nice to me, then it's easy for me to be nice to him. But if he's had a rough day and he comes in and you touched on earlier too, we, we can take things personally, but it might even not even be about me. It could have been, he's overwhelmed. He's worried about, finances or health issue of one of our kids. And then he's snappy with me. And I think, what did I do? That's Mm -hmm. the natural performance-based approach. We just put up walls, withdraw, whatever. Sometimes you might be the fighter or the withdrawer. That's what the performance looks like. And it's an up and down roller coaster. But in grace, Mm -hmm. you're going to think, okay, I'm not going to do what my flesh feels like doing right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to respond physically, emotionally. I'm going to check on that. Clearly they're hurting. You know, we have one thing we talk about. There's red light on the dash. When your spouse is struggling, instead of taking offense, think, okay, it's like a warning sign. They're hurting. They're not going to say I'm hurting. I'm not going to say to Brad, I'm hurting right now. I'm going to do what right. I said when he right. came in and you don't help me. No one helps me around the house. And right. Brad says, okay, that's a warning light. She needs help. So and that's what he did. Instead of fighting back, we could go back and forth. And that's what performance-based communication looks like. You just... Mm-hmm. You go round and round in that, where in grace, someone stops it. Like you said, it's hard to do, but it's so much easier in the long run. Right. And that's definitely not something that you can do of your own will and power. That's something that has to be Mm -hmm. spirit-led. That has to be something that is God's strength through us uh, because we are weak as humans and we're going to naturally fall into the reaction and, and mm-hmm. looking at the, the tally board of how we're lining up on our performance. Uh, but uh, instead, if you are leaning more into the spirit and allowing him to be strong through you, um, I know personally, uh, I, I can't do 
a grace-based marriage without mm-hmm. being very intentional in my prayer life. Um, I know the the number one um, uh, relationship that has just skyrocketed my prayer life has been my marriage, uh, mm-hmm. just because it it takes so much prayer and and renewing. As you were speaking earlier, just on a daily basis of renewing our mind, reading the scriptures, and praying, and maintaining that relationship with our heavenly Father. As you be, as you started off the conversation with the priorities of keeping God first. And if those priorities are skewed and and you're not maintaining that daily relationship through prayer and reading, it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to take a step towards and pursue your partner when they're being frustrated and uh, argumentative, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you speak to that a little bit about how, how has your prayer life even developed and or, or what other ways have you been able to prioritize your relationship with God that it has then impacted your relationship with your husband? Well, it, for both of us, I mean, I can tell when I'm out of the word for a while and I'm not spending time with the Lord that my triggers quicker. Mm-hmm. It just is. Um, I get frustrated easier. And, and so taking the time praying in the moment, I know, like I was saying, you know, starting a date when you see that, Oh, I'm, he just, hurt my feelings were at the beginning of the day or I've, or I'm struggling going in today, but just praying and even having verses. Like I have a few verses that I keep, you know, set a guard over my mouth. I'll even pray it. Lord, help me set a guard over my mouth right now. I just really don't need to speak because right now my emotions are hot or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, other verses that will help you um, in those moments. Just it's God's kindness that leads to repentance and pity the man that falls and has no one to help him up. I mean, we just have a lot of stuff that's thrown at us in life. And it's important. I think another thing that's important is circumstances. So if there are patterns that need to be addressed, and we talk about that in the book, you want to address those outside the heat of the moment. But we have, if it's an extenuating circumstance, what does, I want to cover over an offense here and and promote love. If this is a little thing, if this is because, we've got too much on our plate right now. I want to cover over an offense and promote love here. Everybody's tired. Uh, we know things like that. So it's really important to just in the moment, pray, Lord, help me here. I can't do this without you. So mm-hmm. just in the moment and then being intentional and in pursuing your spouse, spending time together. We talk a lot too about, it's so important to make God your first party, but then your marriage, it's, you can't schedule your marriage around your life or you won't make time for it. You know, Brad and I, we've been dating, going on a date after that first rough year. We started investing in our marriage. We've been going on a date every week since. We traded out babysitters when we first couldn't afford going on dates, whatever it takes. But having that one-on-one time together outside our relationship with Christ, the number mm-hmm. one best thing we do for our marriage is going on a date on a weekly basis. And that's Good. just really, it's okay to miss a kid's event. It's okay to not be at a sporting event. You're actually showing your kids that our marriage is, it's a priority and, and it's okay for them to know they're not the center of everything. I think it's actually good for them. You know, we've got four daughters and if I'm not being a good wife, I'm not being a good mother because I'm the model for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So excellent. I love that you said that. That's, it's not something you hear often about, um, as you have already said, our marriage, what we view as marriage in our culture is it's very child-based or work-based and, and how the parent, you know, 
to be a good parent, you're going to be there every event, every time they've got something mm-hmm. going on. But I don't know that I've ever heard someone say it's okay to miss it. If you're prioritizing your marriage, if something else is scheduled with your husband, then make that priority. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's beautifully said as far as keeping those priorities of God, husband, and then children. Mm-hmm. Um and, and exemplifying that for your children is just, that's a very practical, very beautiful way of doing that. I love that you mentioned that. Um, and so we're talking a little bit about how a grace-based marriage impacts marriage. And this kind of leads into my next question I wanted to ask you about uh, what are some of the other ways that when you have incorporated grace into your marriage and you have begun to uh, pursue your partner in the midst of struggle instead of pulling away from them, uh, what are some of the other ways that your marriage is going to be impacted? Mm-hmm. Well, one way I can tell you, like we've hit some crisis in our home. We've got kids age 23 down to 12. So we've been through a lot of years of kid health crisis. And and we went through, I had a year where I was really struggling after the birth of our fifth child. And we had gotten grace at this point. And uh, I was sad. I mean, for a, a full year, I barely was getting through the days and I did not have a lot left to give to Brad. And because Mm -hmm. we had gotten grace, he did not start telling me all the things I needed to be doing because he would have been right. He would have been telling, you know, you should be in the word more. You're not, I'm not a pro, you know, you're just not spending as much time to me with me as I would like. And, Mm -hmm. and he didn't do any of that. He just, it's like, he just buried the bar of expectations of me and just pursued me in love because I was hurting. And I remember calling him a year into that. I, I remember our daughter was born in October and it was the following fall and I was driving and I thought, I feel happy today. Like I had forgotten what happy felt like. And I called him and I said, Brad, I, I feel happy today. I just, and thank you that you have just been bearing with me this year because if you had told me all the things I needed to been doing, you would have been right. And it would have buried me, but mm-hmm. you've just been there and loved me and served me. And I don't think I would have been able to come out of that place as quickly as I had if if we had not gotten grace and he had not been pursuing and loving me, even though I was in a really dark spot. Mm -hmm. So it's just an example of one of the ways. Um, I love that. And, and it, it does, it's so true about how uh, when you experience that grace personally, it just, it warms your heart to want to, um, honestly, the best view of having that competition of leveling up, mm-hmm. <laughs> almost a competition of who can give more grace. You can give more grace. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. it just makes you want to, when you have uh, received, been on the receiving end of that mm-hmm. love and grace, it just wants you, it makes you want to give it all the more and, mm-hmm. and to see where um, a word was held instead and, and love was given. Um, it just, it warms your heart and, and it brings about the closeness that you've already touched on. It just brings you that much closer mm-hmm. um, because you, you know that, yes, he might've been right in, in pointing out those areas where you were not performing as you might mm-hmm. should have, but because he didn't necessarily point those out, he extended love instead. I love that you were talking about how that it just, you might've come out of that a little sooner than if he had done as he probably had the right to you to mention all those yes. things, but instead he let it go and just loved you through it. 
that's a beautiful picture of it. One question if I could ask you, and it wasn't necessarily on our um, written list of what we had talked about, but for a couple that might be in a place of a struggle and they haven't gotten this concept of extending grace and that, but they're wanting to fight for it and figure it out and find it. Um, what would be some of your words of encouragement of how to find and, and to discover grace based in your, as far as in your marriage relationship? If you're in that place of struggle, I think oftentimes when we're struggling, we're just thinking about our spouse and what they're doing that's offending me or what's hurting me. And I would encourage you to start with yourself because that is the foundation of this book is, okay, you're going to look at yourself. What, how, how am I called to love my spouse in a response to what God's called me to? So I think if you're in a crisis place, if you will recognize that Christ is the greatest love of your soul um, and then how is he calling you to love your spouse that you can go. We've seen so many marriages just redeemed and transformed by making this shift. And then it causes the other spouse to, um, to want to do the same. So Mm -hmm. if you could, uh, but then also if you're in a really hard place, getting outside help, it's so important. You know, that's one of the reasons we founded Grace Marriages. We were, we were over the marriage ministry in our church and we saw we have premarital, we have crisis, but there's nothing for the marriage. And we want to have a proactive wellness approach to reach couples. So that's so it's, it's, it's crucial. But if you're in a really crisis place, get help. You need outside counsel. You need to go and it's okay to get help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, excellent encouragement there for those that are in the points of struggling, but wanting to find what grace looks like in marriage. Uh, what would be your final word of encouragement before we wrap up our conversation today? What would be your final word of encouragement? Uh, our, our listening base is mostly women. So for, for the wives out there that are listening to this conversation, what would be your final word of encouragement um, for those that are maybe in that state of looking for grace and haven't quite found it yet or are just continuing to strive to maintain Mm-hmm. I, I would just encourage you that God is a God of restoration and reconciliation, and He He can do big things. And mm-hmm. when we when we get grace, like we really did go from a train wreck to God just redeeming it. And I believe that He can redeem so many people that are out there hurting, whether it's in the small things in the day to day. It just when you get grace, it brings life to everything you do. So just want to encourage you that just start with you and entrust your spouse to the Lord and see what the Lord will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so often we feel like as ladies, we can affect uh, change in our husband and, mm-hmm. and bringing up the points where they're not doing as what we think they should be doing or they're, and they might not necessarily be doing, uh, living the life of a husband as a Christian that they should, they, they might not be to that mm-hmm. point where they should be. But uh, so often your words are not necessarily going to do so much to change them, but mm-hmm. uh, surrendering them to your heavenly father and turning the focus then to yourself of what you can do for the marriage and leaving them in the care of the one that can bring about change. That's in their right. Because it, it can only come from God. He's the only one that's going to change their heart. That's and right. so offering them up in prayer is about 
the only thing you can do. And it is the best it's the thing, best thing. That you can do for them. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. That's right. All right. Well, Marilyn, thank you so much for coming on the Encouragement from Women podcast. It has been a true joy to speak to you about marriage, one of the most important relationships outside of our relationship with our Heavenly Father. So I'm, I'm just so ex- excited to be able to have this conversation, to share it with our listeners. Um, I know it's going to be a blessing to them. And so I just appreciate that so much. Again, if you are wanting to look for their book, it's called The Grace Marriage, How the Gospel Intentionality Transform Your Relationship. Uh, you can be sure to check out the show notes where you'll be able to find links to um, all the materials there or be able to connect with uh, Marilyn and her husband there. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Marilyn, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure and I just, I'm, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Oh, thank you for having me. I hope your heart was challenged and blessed by today's episode with Marilyn Rhodes. Please be sure to share it with a friend. And if you aren't already following us on social media, be sure to find those links in the show notes. You will get to see some behind the scenes as well as updates on future episodes. That's all for today. I'm Haley Shoemaker, and this is Encouragement from Women.